Hello DJs and welcome back to another episode of our monthly review. It's that time of the month where I try to make sense of what's been happening and not only in crypto but deep diving into the reasons as to why I think price action has been so volatile this month and hopefully you'll learn what to look out for in the future on your own. Going straight into the agenda for this month we have October, what's happened and what's next, the financial market analysis of Bitcoin and traders getting wrecked. We talk about liquidations. And the top crypto stories are Dogecoin rocketing after Elon buying Twitter, Crypto.com laying off more than 2,000 employees, and the UK now being the largest crypto economy slash whale in Europe. But before going into anything, we'll talk about the fear and greed index. In terms of sentiment in the crypto market, it looks like it's starting to ease back into the fear zone rather than staying at the extreme fear zone, which is a sign that people are slowly beginning to restore their faith in investing into crypto, slowly but surely. If you have a chart of Bitcoin, price action, and the fear and greed index, you'll have two sets of data that look very similar to each other. This is because the index moves in tangents to the price action of Bitcoin. As of today, November 1st, we are reading a score of 30, yesterday being 31, last week being 20, which puts us under the extreme fear zone, and last month the same at 24. On to the first headline. Before going into some of the key macro updates that have driven the market, it is worth mentioning that despite what we'll be mentioning, Bitcoin slash USD had a monthly percentage move up to 5.48%. And if you guys didn't know, Due to Bitcoin being a tradable asset since 2010, we can use the monthly returns from each year and draw out an average return per month. Analysts like to call this the Bitcoin seasonality chart. Looking at the average monthly returns of October, there was a 26.39% chance Bitcoin would close green. And for the upcoming move of November, there is a 39.21% chance that that will happen. If you would like to see the Bitcoin seasonality chart, please look into the article after the podcast. But I will give you one tip traders, don't be a one trick pony. If you rely solely on these set of metrics, you will wholeheartedly regret it. For the short term traders, you might have caught a peak and actually be down for the month. So the Bitcoin seasonality chart should not be used on its own, but actually as a research tool for further analysis. And talking about being wicked out, this brings us to the real news of the month, traders getting wrecked. During the 25th and 26th, Bitcoin short traders got wrecked and the total of 704 million across all crypto assets were liquidated from traders betting on the markets going down. Looking at the chart view of Bitcoin during this event, you can see that the liquidation volume actually increased the price action of Bitcoin towards the upside. And you might ask yourself, why did this happen? The upward movement of Bitcoin directly correlates to shorts being liquidated because when you are betting on assets moving down, you first have to sell that asset and then rebuy it to close your position. So essentially, you can safely assume that by now, traders aren't very bullish on Bitcoin and they are probably setting up trades ready for another rate hike announcement on the 28th, which did happen by the way, but we'll get into that. And they bet on the market sinking once again. 
So my conclusion is, what happened in this instance was that the traders were over leveraged on crypto positions, liquidating thousands of positions and pushing prices higher and higher, causing a cascading effect of liquidations and further price action. And this also caused open interest to increase on Bitcoin, alerting big buyers to momentum by further increasing the buying pressure until all short term shorts were gone. You might have heard the term a short squeeze, which is exactly what this was. Another major headline of this month was Bitcoin popping off after the US PCE price index report was announced on the 28th. Data showed that the index came in lower for September than predicted by economists. A reminder for those who don't yet know all of the Fed announcements alphabet, PCE stands for Personal Consumption Expenditures and is a measurement of consumer spending. This measurement of inflation is what you might know as the 2% inflation figure you might have encouraged to ask your boss about when asking for a raise. We won't go into the whole logistics of this metric, but just know that literally everyone needs the current numbers to be lower by 2023. If you didn't really quite get that explanation, then let's just use taco inflation as an analogy. From May 2021 to May 2022, cheese has gone up 8.7%, the lettuce has gone up 11.4%, tortillas 12.8%, and the carne or the beef has gone up 17.4%, which is a lot. Talking about the real figures though, the PCE price index increased by 0.3% in September, slowing from August's 0.4% clip. The increase was also less than the 0.4% average estimate of economists in fact sheet survey. In simple terms, because this figure looked to be better this month, it gave the big players hope and retail even more hope that the inflation is slowing, which means that interest rates won't need to go as high as the usual 7.5%, which encourages investments into assets such as crypto. But now we have to talk about the CPI going negative as expected. The CPI is another inflationary metric similar to the PCE. We cover this difference in a past session if you would like to check it out. But the sentiment of this report was not positive. The most recent CPI report published on October 13th showed that the index unexpectedly rose faster than expected in September at a rate of 8.2%, close to its highest level in four decades. Bitcoin's price fell after that report. But actually, something funny happened. Bitcoin had a massive U-turn on the bad news. Thursday's ludicrous price action across the asset markets show that just how weird things can get when Federal Reserves is driving the bus. Thursday, October 13th was one of the strangest days for asset markets in recent history. Stocks bonds and Bitcoin all closed flat despite gloomy inflation news that should have triggered a broad sell-off. Starting at around 9am ET, stocks and crypto bounced sharply. Bitcoin rocketed up 7.8% from a low of $18,372 to end Thursday at just over $19,800. It was clear that the only catalyst to move the markets with the CPI data so it's only reasonable for a rational person to ask, what the F? 
If you didn't know by now, the short-term markets aren't always going to be rational and follow fundamentals all the time. The Fed's monetary policy has come to dominate asset price predictions, turning asset markets into a giant game of second-guessing Chairman Jerome Powell that often leads to asset prices to perform inversely to their fundamentals in the short term. Taking inflation reports into consideration when forecasting price action was done long before Jay Powell came into the picture. For example, a strong jobs report could make the stock market sick, because while higher employment is a sign of a healthy economy, it also portends rising interest rates that are bad for asset prices. So why did analysts think markets would dump? The reason why it was logical to think markets would sink further is because hot inflation numbers signal the economy still going strong, but also that Feds will be more hawkish on rising rates. And rising rates mean more selling pressure on the financial markets. Jerome Powell spoke inflation during this Wednesday's FMOC meeting. The Fed, as expected, raised its key lending rates by 75 basis points for the fourth straight time at the end of its two-day policy meeting on Wednesday. The dollar strengthened on Thursday after the Federal Reserve signaled US interest rates will likely peak at a higher rate than markets had expected, while the pound fell after the Bank of England raised rates but warned of a very challenging outlook. Powell dashed any expectations that the central bank could shift to a less aggressive policy stance. Incoming data since our last meeting suggests that ultimate levels of interest rates will be higher than previously expected, Powell told reporters, adding, It is very premature to be thinking about pausing. We have a ways to go. The Fed made it clear that they are willing to err on the side of hawkishness for the sake of returning annual inflation to 2% down from the current rate of 8.2% and the notion that a Fed pivot towards smaller hikes will be coming will be rather premature. Fed funds futures priced in a 98.4% probability that the Fed will raise rates by 75 basis points when it meets December 13th to 14th, a hike that would lift its policy rate to a range of 45 to 4.75%. Now that we talked about the fundamental news, now we can talk about Bitcoin's price action and what to watch out for. There is a noticeable amount of buying around the lows of 18 to 19,000, which is a sign of capitulation. If you haven't heard this term before, capitulation in finance describes the dramatic surge of selling pressure in a declining market that marks a mass surrender by investors. The resulting dramatic drop in market prices can mark the end of a decline since those who didn't sell during a panic are likely to do so soon after, allowing a rebound by replacing risk-adverse sellers with risk-tolerant buyers. But it can't guarantee those buyers won't eventually sell even lower. So with that said, we'll go into the price zones. There are a lot of mixed signals to go off from when analyzing the future price action of Bitcoin. So rather than making predictions, looking out for price levels is more relevant. As of now, Bitcoin is sat on $20,475, which is an exact short-term support area. The next areas of resistance are $21,810, $22,826, and a major resistance area is about $24,000. $283. This area might not be broken when tested on the first try, 
looking at the amount of selling pressure and negative sentiment around the risky assets there is at the current moment. This sentiment could change after some time. And for the full-on bearish traders, the long-term support levels to watch out for are 19,810, 17,592, 16,322, and 13,800. Bear in mind that $17,592 has to be sustained to reach the much lower levels. And if that was to happen, it would be over the course of months or even years to reach 13,800. So don't go out maxing your shorts targets to the bottom if you're not prepared to wait. Now we go into the top news headlines of the month. Dogecoin rockets after Elon buys Twitter. This headline is on the dot. Elon Musk's $44 billion deal drove the king of all crypto meme coins to the literal moon with a 113% move during the month and is still rising. If you ever wanted the definition of speculative trading, this is it. Elon has been a long-term fan of Dogecoin, quoted to send Doge to the moon using SpaceX rockets technology one day and actively advocating it during a May 2021 appearance on NBC's Saturday Night Live. Musk used the line, call me the Doge father. And in January 2021, Musk used Twitter to send out an image of himself holding up a Shiba Inu puppy, the dog breed that inspired Dogecoin. And he kind of joked about charging 0.1 Doge per tweet, not too long after Twitter's acquisition. So, tied to the speculation that the deal might have somehow bring value to all utility to the Dogecoin blockchain and its cryptocurrency, I wish there was more to say about a 100% plus move, but that's literally it. Elon fans just buying into hype and speculation in the fear of missing out on the next doge pump and funny enough it happened so if you were betting on elon buying twitter and had dogecoin good on you dgen you've bet on other dgen's psychology which is what trading is essentially about predicting human emotions the next news piece crypto.com laying off more than 2000 employees which, by the way, equated to about 40% of its staff. Chris Marzalek, the company's CEO, announced in June the layoff of 260 employees, or 5% of the entire workforce, by the end of the summer. The number of people laid off reportedly increased eightfold. Former and current employees have reported the marketing division have been hit the hardest, according to them. The creativity department was completely disbanded after a few months after its inception. In addition to withdrawing its 500 million UEFA Champions League sponsorship, Crypto.com has also terminated contracts with Los Angeles-based women's soccer team Angel City FC and streaming platform Twitch. A spokesperson for Crypto.com has said that the current developments are part of a restructuring process that has allowed it to strengthen the position during the down cycle. This news overall didn't impact Crow at all that much, as the token closed with a gain of 3.55% for the month, almost the same rate as Bitcoin. And the last major news line of the month, 
is UK is now the largest crypto economy in Europe. The UK received a whopping $233 billion in raw transaction value of cryptocurrency from July 2021 to June 2022, according to an official report released this morning, making the nations a certified crypto whale. It was the highest crypto transaction value of any European nation. The country has also leapt up to the crypto adoption index, moving from 21st last year to 17th place in today's chain analysis report. The highly anticipated annual document ranks the UK as having the sixth largest crypto transaction value in the world. Chain analysis reveals much of the activity was DeFi related, with nearly 20% of the web traffic to both NFT and leading contracts related websites in Europe coming from the UK. The UK market was also the only top five Western European country that grew from July 2021 to July 2022 in terms of raw numbers of on-chain transactions each quarter. This suggests that crypto adoption rates were more resilient in the United Kingdom than elsewhere in Europe. In Notion supported by Dion Seymour, Crypto and Digital Assets Technical Director and Addison LLP and former Policy Advisor at HMRC, the UK's tax authority. I would like to think because we've tried to provide certainty as far as crypto regulations and taxation go in the UK, he said. No one wants crypto to be taxed, but there's uncertainty about how it will be taxed. That can cause some level of consternation too. Seymour also believed an important factor was that the UK continuing to tackle insufficient consumer protections. Consumer protection absolutely needs to be considered if we want DeFi to become mainstream, he added. We will continue to see a lot of conversation among policymakers, the World Bank, the World Economic Forum, OECD, HMT, FCA, and obviously HMRC this year. And with all that said, that's all we have to report for this month, DGENs. We hope that you gained some insights that your brain grew a little bigger after listening to this. We hope you have a great month and we'll see you next time. Cheerio.